Thank you for downloading this episode of Teacher Magazine's Global Education podcast series. I'm Jo Herb. Today I'm talking to Dr Kevin Anthony Perry about a collaborative research project exploring classroom well-being, learning and inclusion from the perspectives of children and young people. Over the last two years, the academic from the University of Aalborg in Denmark has carried out focus group interviews with 30 different groups of students, followed by six months of classroom observations in five classes. I caught up with him at this year's Excellence in Professional Practice conference and started by asking him to share some of the main research findings. Quality relationships between students themselves makes a very positive difference to the learning and well-being in the school. Um, Every child needs at least one good friend during the day to feel valued, acknowledged and cared about and part of a fellowship. Another significant finding is that the relationship between the student and the teacher is cardinal in relation to enhancing student learning, classroom well-being and, of course, the fellowship. Students said that they prefer teachers who are fair, just and consequent and who demonstrate care and interest for the individual student. Most students said that good explanations by teachers makes a huge difference to the motivation in school and can either block or promote learning. Students made a distinction between teachers and instructors. Oh. And I said, okay, what, what do you mean? Well, a student, uh, sorry, a teacher is somebody that wants to be there. A teacher is somebody that shows they care about you, um, they give a bit of themselves, and they know you, basically, and we know them. And an instructor is somebody that comes along, they throw their um, subject matter at you, and they leave again. We don't get to know them, we don't get to trust them. So to build trust means giving a bit of yourself, but also showing that you really want to be there in the same room as the students. And that enhances their learning experience. This is what this research shows, but also the sense of community. So can you perhaps give us a practical example or a couple of examples of the kinds of things that you observed? Yeah, well, well one, one um, thing that I've uh, named the inclusive um, teacher-child relationship was uh, something that I observed on several occasions, and it's how teachers actually start off the class on the morning. Well, it would be a morning ritual. And one really good example was the teacher. She comes in the class. Her communication is really spot on. She's upright. She's got this teacher stare, you know. <laughs> she stares at the... She gives eye contact. And my, while this is going on, I'm observing the class and I'm watching the children and they're all sitting there really expectantly. It's like they're ready to burst, you know. And she stands there and she's got the iPad, middle of the class, and she starts reading out every single kid's name. Um, Emil, how did you go to football yesterday? Sarah, how was your horse? Um, Jamie, how was your father who's been ill lately? And she's got this very small 10-second window with every single child in the class. Mm. And it's something she prioritises. And it's something 
that builds up an individual contact with every single child, but at the same time, she's building up a full class contact. The children feel safe with her, they know her, she knows them, and it shows that she knows them because she knows something about each individual child. Mm -hmm. And you can see that the children really appreciate that. Um, I, I saw a couple of poor examples of greeting rituals. And, the, and one example was where the teacher comes in. It's a teacher that they don't know very well. It's a new teacher to them. But, of course, the teacher wants to try and initiate a good contact. Her heart's in the right place. But um, I think she's a bit, um, she hasn't read the class very well. She's uh, very much in the face. She comes over, puts her hand out, shake the hand. And, um, well, the problem is, is that um, the kids don't know her. So some of the shy kids sort of pull away. Um, and also, she's got two, um, her, her handshake, her grip is too tight. So she hurts the fingers, you know. Oh. And then, um, well, maybe two or three kids, they, they, they thought it was fine. You know, they're very social kids outgoing kids but um, afterwards when, when I spoke to some of the students I said well yeah, I noticed that uh, you was a bit reluctant you know to shake the teacher's hand can you tell me a bit more about it well, well th the main message was we don't know her and um, some of the boys were saying oh god and, and she, she grips your hand too tight it hurts my fingers you know so, so the message is I think is that it's really good to do these sort of uh, morning ritual things and, and to try and break the ice but you've also got to um, consider that the group of children you're going to try and initiate this contact with, if, a, if they don't know you, it's a bit big disadvantage. Okay, so um, as a result of the research then, what are the implications then for uh, teachers working on the, on the ground at classroom level? Well, uh, in relation to all of our quality of research and all, all the findings, um, I think that it's really important for um, teachers at the face-to-face -face level They've got to prioritise building trust and positive relationships with students. That's really cardinal for promoting learning, classroom wellbeing and fellowship. Plus, I think teachers really must prioritise creating space for reflection on their own practice. And um, maybe it'd be good that teachers could actually observe each other in the class to try and help themselves before the classroom relationships actually deteriorate then um, make learning motivating for all students because what we've seen is that some students exclude themselves if they don't feel included in the lesson. So try and make all learning motivating for all students where every student feels included and seen. You've got to be acknowledged in the classroom to feel part of it. And then become classroom wise. Understand the mutual evaluation mechanisms because every student evaluates every teacher mm -hmm. that comes in the classroom and they regulate the behaviour based on their evaluation. So teachers have got to be aware of this. You, you're not the only one doing evaluations, students are evaluating you. And then communication is vital. Try and use clear, consistent communication. Both verbal and non-verbal communication is really significant. Body language, the tone of voice, your movement, and your facial expressions. And, and a lot of this stuff, you know, what our research shows from the perspectives of students is you don't need to use a lot of money. It's about building relationships, trustworthy relationships, which is more about the way you act with people, the way you meet kids when they come in, 
hi, good morning, you know, small things that don't cost a lot of money. It's about changing mindsets, really, and knowing the value of good, trustworthy relationships. That's great. Well, you've been presenting at the Excellence in Professional Practice Conference um, this week, and thank you very much for talking to Teacher Magazine. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. That's all for this episode of Global Education. To download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. To access the latest articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au.